Hello, welcome to our broadcast today here at Faith Builder. My name is Scott Phillips, and it is our desire that you would be blessed by what we share today. Over the next few months, uh, we'll share things I have seen and been pondering about the Word of God, as well as uh, guests, friends, and people that uh, come across my path and I enjoy talking to about the Word of God. So sit back, enjoy it, and if this podcast blesses you, I encourage you to uh, subscribe, to give us a good rating, and to share it with your friends. God bless you. We pray that your faith is built today on Faith Builder. Just how uh, how real the coming of the Lord is. Uh, it's written in the epistles. We therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, persuade we men. And uh, you look at the at the days of Jesus Christ. There was a very strong uh, awareness, this very strong desire, a looking for the Messiah. And there were many false messiahs that came. And so when Jesus came on the scene, some looked at him skeptical because they had had other. Um, a false Christ that came. When John the Baptist came on the scene, some thought he was the Christ. And, and he said to them, I am not the Christ, but, but the one that comes after me, whose sh- shoes I'm not worthy to, to lose, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And uh, uh, we live in a day where I, I not only is our world at large not very uh, conscious of the coming of the Lord. I think that a lot of believers today seem to be ambivalent about the possibility that Jesus could come any minute. I know that growing up, the coming of the Lord was a significant part of my consciousness. It was a day when there were a lot of prophecy preachers. Uh, There was uh, Richard Hurd and many others. And there was this, uh, this, this thought of the imminent coming of Christ. I remember in my local church, uh, they showed a few films. Uh, one of them, I believe was called left behind. And I remember being a very young preteen, maybe very young teenager coming home and my parents weren't there. And I had, I was, thoroughly convinced I had been left behind. <laughs> I had been left behind and, 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 and my parents were gone and I was alone and I was going to hell. And uh, that I believe that consciousness, that awareness, that, 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 that thinking in my mind, you know, I could miss the rapture. <laughs> uh, I, do y'all do y'all remember that? Did y'all have that same kind of feeling when y'all were growing up? And so, uh, you know, I, I I really believe that one of the things that is in the hearts and minds of people is there are hungry people that are thinking about the condition of their souls. And maybe you watch this and you have thought about that. If the Lord came, I'm not ready. If I died, I'm not ready. And so in my own mind, I grew up with a, 
a knowledge that was firmly ingrained in my mind, my heart, my soul. And it was in this idea that, that God is real. And granted, I can tell you that I had that, that faith as a child put in me. In Sunday school, I was taught uh, about Adam and Eve and Moses and Noah and David and Goliath. All of these biblical characters were very real to me. They, they, they were as real to me as George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. The, the reality that the Bible was true. It was drilled in my young mind. And even until I was a young adult, I had a very strong conviction that the Bible was real. But it wasn't simply because I had been taught that or because I had read the Bible. Both of those things are true. But I had had a personal experience with God. I, I can remember being a young child uh, feeling the presence of the Lord and, and tears coming down my face. I remember praying. And, and, and at a very young age, at the age of six years old, I remember receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I experienced it just like they did in the Bible. I, I, I spoke in a language I didn't know, and I was just a kid. And, and going forward, I had experienced that many times. Uh, from, from the time I was six, I remember I was maybe nine or 10 and had a, a renewal of that experience. I remember when I was 12 years old, I, the Lord gave me a vision and just impacted me just heavily. I actually came home from a youth camp and I never will forget it. It was back in the day when we had Sunday morning and Sunday night, and you'd come home and eat lunch and take a nap and go to church. Now, remember. On that particular occasion, I had I was sleeping in my bedroom, and my dad happened to walk in there. And I only remember him doing this once. And on this one occasion, I remember he came in there in my bedroom. He sat down on my bed and he asked me, he "said Are you all right?" And I said, "I said I am. I, I'm I'm all right." And uh, and 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 he said, "You seem different. Is something, there's something going on with you?" And I said, uh, "Yeah." And I remember crying because I said, I, I went to youth camp and I feel like, I feel like the Lord is, and I just couldn't hardly keep from crying. I, I just said, I feel like the Lord has called me to preach. And I remember just crying tears. And so I have many experiences like that that are so real to me. And I really attribute, and I'm so thankful that I had those experiences. And I believe people all throughout our community where you live, there are people that are in a quest to know God, to, to feel the reality of God. I don't know if everybody can hear other, can y'all hear other people? Can y'all, how's y'all sound? Feedback. Some feedback. If everybody would just mute yours until I open it up for discussion. There we go. Because uh, I've actually got my volume off, so I can't hear you till uh, so. I, but y'all might be hearing each other. But I truly believe that that if people could understand, uh, I think people are hungry. People, their heart is searching. I believe the Lord speaks to people. Uh, I think in re ways that are just as real as Moses and the burning bush. It may not be a bush. It may not be on fire. But for the individual, that experience they have is is real. 
And uh, I, I believe that there are things happening in our world today that they know something's going on. They may not know what it is. And that's the purpose of, of me doing this is trying to connect people with the things they see and the things they feel and to know that there really is something happening. And so the, the, the word of God is true. In, in, in uh, 2 Peter 3 and uh, verse 8, Peter writes, Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is, is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And so I believe that there is a feeling, there is the sense of impending catastrophe. And if you are a student of the scripture, and maybe you desire to be a student of the scripture, the Bible tells us there's some things that are going to happen uh, in the last days. And if we know this, we can be forewarned and forearmed and be ready for when these things happen. You know, the Jews were aware and they were looking for the Messiah, but they missed it. And no doubt there were many that weren't looking, but the reality of God uh, pierced the darkness of their ignorance and reached them because of the reality of the ministry of Jesus. And I, I believe that there can come together this, this idea, those that are looking and know God and those that don't know God, but yet they are impacted by the ministry and the, the life and the prayers of the believers that are in the earth today. And so the Bible, the Bible, it is the root and the branch, the fruit and the leaf of God's working. And if a person will really open the Bible and let it speak to them, it's a living Bible. You know, there are a number of prophecies that have come to pass. And, and we see that not only in the life of Jesus, but, but we see this. Uh, there, there are prophecies in the Old Testament foretold hundreds, even thousands of year things that would uh, uh, take place in the days to come. And, and, and we can see that there are archaeologists, our, 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 I can't say that word right now, our archaeologists, that they are not necessarily believers, but in their quest of discovery of ancient things, they find things that the Bible talks about and it confirms what the Bible says. There are some things in the scripture people have been skeptical of and said there's no way this is true, and they find things, not because they believe it, but because they're looking for historical things. They find things that confirm the biblical record. And so I think it's important for us as believers and those that are hungry to see that the Word of God does speak to the day in which we live. And, and this, this lesson is just kind of introductory in, in the idea that God does speak. He does speak. And many times people won't really read the scripture and hear what it says 
until they, they have a personal experience. Um, I, I know that I have had, I've had some, I, I've had the Lord speak to me. I, I can think of times where uh, in prayer, in my quest to seek God and my prayer for deliverance from my circumstance, I have seen in my simple prayer of urgency, God has answered those prayers. Uh, you know, while I was thinking about what I would say in this, this lesson tonight, I was reminded of a time as just a, a young uh, 20-year-old uh, guy going to college. And uh, I was struggling financially. Uh, the, the, I'd been called into the office and said, you've got to pay your bill or you're going to go home. And I went and I prayed. And I just said, Lord, I've done everything I know to do. And I had, I had I'd done all the things I knew to do. And I said, Lord, I don't know how the deliverance is going to come. I don't know how you're, how you're going to get me out of this, but I need you to help me. And I remember saying this. I think it's how the Lord will prompt you to pray for things he's going to do. And I said, Lord, I don't care if you have someone write me out a check for $800. That's what I owe. I said, I, 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 I'm willing to go work. I'm, I've been looking for work. But if you just had somebody write me out a check that would that would meet this need, uh, Lord, I, I I know that you can do it. And literally the next day, someone uh, who I didn't know, uh, a friend of mine was we were doing various kinds of jobs, uh, did a job for I think it was thirty five or sixty five dollars. And this a person wrote him out a check. And, and the amount was $835 or $865. It was a miracle. <laughs> it was a miracle. And, and so there's, there are experiences like that that let us know God is real. But I think it's important for us to understand that just as real as those individual experiences we have, his word speaks to us of realities um, to, to, to those things as well. And so God's story that we read in the scripture is our story. The Bible is the story of human brokenness and the story of how humanity is restored. It is only at the end of the Bible narrative where the reversal is complete when God personally reconstitutes every bit of brokenness into unblemished beauty, reframing what was once marred into that which is pristine and perfect. And so I believe the word of God speaks to our day and we are living, I truly believe in the last days. I remember as just a, um, a young teenager. No, I was young. It's 12. I believe I was. And my pastor uh, was teaching, preaching through the book of revelation. Again, we heard a lot of that when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, maybe eight or nine, but, I was deeply impacted by the message and the preaching of the coming of the Lord. And I remember my pastor had gotten up on a Wednesday night and was talking about the mark of the beast and the antichrist and the, the, the false prophet uh, on Wednesday nights. And on one night he was talking about the mark of the beast. And he said, he said, 
He said that the Bible talks about that they will take a number in their hand and a number in their forehead, or you will not be able to buy and sell. And he said in North Dallas, right now, there's a bank, and you can go put your card in there that has a number, and you can put a number that you have in your memory and put that number in, and it will give you money. And in the future, you will have to have a number on a card and a number in your head to be able to buy and sell. And that seemed to be fantastical, impossible, biblical prophecy coming to pass through modern technology. And it blew my little 12-year-old mind. And I remember talking to my neighborhood friends that we played little Star Wars figurines with and played cowboys and Indians and climbed the trees and played in the creek. I remember telling my friends, you can go to North Dallas. There's a bank. You put a card in, stick a number in, and you get money out. I was so, I don't know that they were uh, uh, excited or amazed about it, but I was. And now we're living in a day where there is technology where they can implant a, a card, a, a chip in your hand, and it's a number there. And here's the thing. It makes logical sense. You don't have to keep up with your billfold. For those of us that lose things, that sounds pretty, pretty uh, uh, appealing. Just scan my hand. I mean, right now they're scanning cards. I don't think the card is a is the mark of the beast. I believe the mark of the beast. There will be a, a mental and spiritual submission and acceptance to the Antichrist. But the technology is there, and what we're seeing today is is the programming in our world. You see it in Australia, you see it in Germany, you see it in New Zealand, you see it in uh, all over the world. There is this acceptance that we should submit to the government. And in a way, I, I'm just, it really blows my mind how fast it has happened. And if you do a little bit of searching, that there are a lot of people in the world that are the power players of the day, they they want to bring the world into one monetary system. Uh, there have been meetings with the current pope, with the leaders of Islam. There, that there, there is this desire to bring all of uh, religious faith under one umbrella. There, there is this desire to have a one-world government. And the Book of Revelation told us. 2,000 years ago, even longer in the book of Daniel, that there would be this, this coming together of the worlds, and we're seeing it. <laughs> I read the other day that here in the United States of America, over 50% of a particular uh, a political party, that they are for taking people's children away if they don't do what the government says. They are for quarantining people and even putting people in special camps if they don't do what the government says. And, and all of these extreme measures you see in Australia and New Zealand and Germany, it's, it's moving around the world, even though the, the solution that they are mandating doesn't even seem to work. But it, it's an excuse. It's an opportunity. There's a, a man that started the World Economic Forum and uh, a couple of years ago, they had a, a forum on the Great Reset, and they've been talking about the Great Reset. There's a book out there called The Great Reset, and, and the world leaders saw the pandemic as an opportunity for the Great Reset. 
Now, I have historically not been uh, prone to believe in uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I know that I've, I have always believed there is a, there are forces trying to bring about evil um, intentions, as you see in the days of Jesus Christ. There was this 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 converging of ideas that crucified the Lord. I believe you see this even in the days of uh, of World War II. There was this spirit that tried to pr promote a particular agenda, but there 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 was a force able to kind of stop it. The Lord kind of held these forces at bay. But I believe these forces are becoming more strong, and their ability to dominate are becoming even greater. And, and my point in saying that is when you see these things happening, look up your redemption drawing. Now the Bible talks about there will be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. There's always been earthquakes. There's always been wars, but there is something happening in the world. And if you look at what is happening in the world that is directly connected to, um, this pandemic, it just a little changing of the calculus. And when it's not, a, it's not a, it's not about vaccines. It's not about public safety. And it becomes about, you know, maybe, maybe some people have radical ideas. Maybe the idea of being a Christian or believing in Jesus and believing in right and wrong and believing this is uh, it's, it's crazy. You take into the, 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 you know, today there is such uh, the level of perversion that is being promoted in our world. Uh, it's it's mind boggling. And the thing is that the popular culture is pushing this stuff that 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 boys aren't really boys and girls aren't really girls and and and, and gender is not a thing. And I know that 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 is not just one issue. There is just this proliferation of all of these issues. And you read the Bible and you can overlay these prophetic scriptures and see, wow. And there's more of that overlaying. If you've ever seen those kind of clear layers that you can lay like a, on top of each other, you can lay the, the plumbing plan on top of the electrical plan on top of the engineering plan and, and you can lay out and you see all this stuff kind of come together until you have the full building outlay. That's what the scripture does. Line upon line, precept upon precept. And when it comes to prophecy, we see all of these layers laying on top of each other. And, and I believe that, 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 that when I believe people feel that people that are hungry for God, people that have a knowledge of God, people that have a sense of the supernatural, something is happening, and the, and the Word of God speaks to that. And so I encourage you, if you're just coming in, I, I encourage you to, to purchase the book and read the book, uh, Life, Death, and the End of the World. You can find it on Amazon and buy the Kindle version. And I just discovered, I knew it do, could do it, but I figured out how to do it today. Uh, if you have an iPad or an iPhone or, or a computer, it'll read it to you. So you can buy the Kindle and it'll read it to you. I listened to it today. And so I encourage you, it's, it's something that will be beneficial to you and, and, and might provide some knowledge to help you answer people's questions and maybe explain some things that you've wondered about in the past.
Matthew chapter 24, Jesus, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, Jesus' disciples says, tell us what shall, tell, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Jesus answered, said, and then take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And as you hear of wars and rumors of war, see that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And so Jesus, Jesus told us this stuff was going to happen. And we are engaged in in an in a eternal struggle, a mortal battle between right and wrong, between good and evil, light and darkness, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of weakness, of wickedness. You see this, this uh, seems like the sewers have been opened up and there is just this unending spouting of stuff that's just defiling. I saw an image the other day where one of the famous uh, music people, they, they were performing their music. I didn't watch it. I just saw an image of it. And they were literally standing on a toilet, this huge white toilet. I don't know what the song was, but I thought it was an incredible image that was so relevant just the perversity, the filth that that is being just expunged on our world, and you 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 see it. It's in the schools. It's it's in the the universities. It's in the culture. It's in, on on social media. And and we, as the people of God, we we're called to be a light. We're called to reach our world. And I truly believe that there are hungry people. I, I went to a Bible study today in Raymond. We have a Bible study every Tuesday. And uh, there's a lot of hungry people out there. My dog has come in here. And uh, people are hungry. And uh, I, I truly believe that that there is a desire to understand what is happening in our world because Life, death, and the end of the world is a reality for all of us. I don't know. Some of you may have seen it. But a few weeks ago, I, on a Tuesday, I had just left this Bible study, and I had a near-death experience. I almost got run over by a log truck, just by a hair's breadth. I, that, that truck just about would have ran over me going 80 miles an hour. And in that moment, I had this epiphany that could have been the end of my life. And I'll be honest, I was greatly relieved and thankful if the Lord would have taken me in that moment. I was ready. <laughs> I'm so thankful I was ready. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are not ready. And I truly believe the reason why the Lord gave me another day to live is he wants me to help somebody 
get ready for the coming of the Lord, where the coming of the Lord is when a log truck runs over you, or the coming of the Lord is Gabriel putting that trumpet to his mouth and giving the sound in which the dead in Christ shall rise and meet the Lord Jesus in the air. Amen. So I'm going to put my earphones on, ear earphones, and uh, to make some comments or ask some questions, we can entertain that. Anybody? Well, uh, again, I just would encourage everyone, if you'd like, I encourage you to, uh, I think I've pasted this link, and I'll. if you want to send me a note, I can send you a link to the, the Kindle version of this book, Life, Death, and the End of the World. It's not my book. I don't make any money from it. Uh, but I think it's 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 a really good book. It's a thick book. It's about six hundred pages. But uh, if you if you uh, if you like to read and you want to know more about life, death, and in the world, I think it will help you. And uh, I think it's a good something like this. This is a good way to have a conversation with people, to talk to people, maybe lead them to a relationship with with Jesus Christ, because people need to get saved. People get ready. Jesus is coming. So uh, I, I've reached the end of my notes. I appreciate y'all being with me. This is my first time to try it quite like this. I usually like to do a video and kind of have it prepared, put my scriptures up and things along that line. Um, and and I, I just, I think that I think we should just pray for the Lord to, Help us to reach our world because Jesus is coming. Heaven is real. Hell is real. If you really want to encourage yourself, just, just in a very quick way, turn to the back of the book and read Revelations chapter 21 and Revelations chapter 22 and read it. <laughs> it brings great clarity. I want to go to heaven and I don't want to go to hell. And, and at the end of the day, there, there are those two destinations, heaven and hell. There's no middle place. Purgatory is a, is a great uh, idea where there is this middle place we get to go. If we don't go to heaven or go to hell, we can go to purgatory and basically suffer till we get to heaven. That's not the way it is. Jesus spoke more on hell than he did about heaven. And I think the reason why Jesus came, he didn't come so he could send people to hell. People were already going to hell. John chapter three says this, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So if you think about that, dissect that. Before Jesus came and shed his blood, the world as a whole had no hope. No doubt the Old Testament Jews they had the the priesthood. They had the uh, the sacrificial lamb. They they had they had a manner in which they could worship and be at peace, have have uh, remission of sins with Jehovah. But it was Jesus Christ that made the way of escape from eternal damnation. And uh, I want to take somebody with me. That's my prayer. Lord Jesus, help me 
to reach another soul. And uh, yes, amen. Well, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for every person, Lord. They're faithful, uh, Jesus-loving people that have a heart, Lord. I just want to know more about you. I want to reach the people around me. I pray that you, oh God, would anoint their lives, their speech, their conduct, their thoughts, their words, their homes, their families, their finances. Lord, put them in a position uh, both uh, in proximity, Lord, and influence to reach people that are hungry. They're praying for someone to bring peace and deliverance and salvation to their home. Lord, use your people and those that are hungry, those that are crying out for deliverance, Lord Jesus. We ask you that you, oh God, would make yourself known and real to them. And in closing, I'll say this. To, I don't know who's all watching this because I, I do have a chat room where there's a few, but I'm looking at my other app and it looks like we have a, a number of people watching the various pages. And I just want to say to you, if you want to get right with God, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. John 3 further says, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. See or enter. So if you want to be saved, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the light. Uh, I would encourage you to talk to the Lord. Jesus, help me. Lord, Jesus, I want to be right. Jesus, forgive me. And in that process of asking the Lord to, to help you and uh, telling the Lord, I'm, I want to surrender myself. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. When you reach that point, uh, I would tell you, changing your life is the beginning where we show our faith toward the Lord. And then you need to be born of the water. You need to be baptized. You need to find somewhere that someone will baptize you like they did in the scripture in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And when you have done that, either even before you do that, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and it will change your life. And if you just want to read a scripture that says that Acts 2 and verse 38, it is a culmination and the beginning of the New Testament church where what Jesus promised was fulfilled and you find that same pattern repeated over and over in the ministry of the apostles as they established the church. Repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. I've heard it said this way. The best thing you can do for yourself is to repent of your sins. The best thing I can do for you is to baptize you in Jesus name. And the best thing God will do for you is he will fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Then you will experience that empowerment John the Baptist said of Jesus. He said, I truly baptize you with the baptism of repentance. But he that cometh after me, whose shoes I'm unworthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And we're going to need the Holy Ghost for the things that are coming What's coming is worse than what's happening. The Bible tells us there's coming a day when people, because of your faith in Jesus, because your commitment to right and wrong, there is trouble and persecution coming. And you're going to need all of God you can get. And I'm telling you what you're going to need. You're going to need the Holy Ghost. You're going to need the name of Jesus. You're going to need that, that something in your heart that presses you through 
to be able to stand as they did uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or or Peter, or James, or Stephen, and even John that wrote the book of Revelation. You're going to need the Holy Ghost. You're going to need the Spirit of God to endure the things that are coming. The things that are coming is going to be a, a litmus test of whether you really love Jesus or whether uh, you don't because the trouble's coming and you better get ready. Hello, welcome to our broadcast today here at Faith Builder. My name is Scott Phillips and it is our desire that you would be blessed by what we share today. Over the next few months, uh, we'll share things I have seen and been pondering about the Word of God, as well as uh, guests, friends, and people that uh, come across my path and I enjoy talking to about the Word of God. So sit back, enjoy it, and if this podcast blesses you, I encourage you to uh, subscribe, to give us a good rating, and to share it with your friends. God bless you. We pray that your faith is built today on Faith Builder.